Welcome to the More Than Corporate podcast, where we discuss finding fulfillment, defining success, and living your best life. There's no roadmap to success, no one-size-fits-all answer to fulfillment. I believe it requires us all to be vulnerable and authentic about what we want to accomplish and have the courage to step out of our comfort zone to chase our dreams. Keep listening to hear stories from inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Amber Furman, and this is episode 50 of the More Than Corporate podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. Number one, because it's episode 50. And when I started this podcast back in August, or started recording content for it back in June and July, episode 50 seemed so far away. And it's gone by so quickly. I went from not knowing where or what I would say, or where I would get the interviews, to episode 50 and more to come. So I am super excited for that. For episode 50, we have a really exciting interview with Justin Hanover. Justin is an entrepreneur, podcaster, and a student of life. He started his entrepreneurial career at just 19 years old with $2,000 to his name. His first venture was in the fitness world, and he started by going to people's homes and providing training services. And then he opened his first 500 square foot location. He built that business over time to a 6,000 square foot location and over 350 members over a 10-year span. Coming into his 10th year in business with his wife, and he realized that being in the fitness business and having a facility was not how he wanted to continue their journey. The lifestyle of running a facility was not matching up with how he wanted to live, so he made a huge pivot. He closed the facility down to pursue moving fully online, and now he coaches entrepreneurs on how to maximize profit without sacrificing their life. He feels this is something that is not pushed enough in the entrepreneurial world, and he wanted to make sure that entrepreneurs are building themselves and the life that they want first, so the business integrates into life with that foundation. Over the last decade of business, personal development has played a huge role in his growth and progress. He now coaches others on personal development and mind mindset and shows them how a business can be an extension of a person. If you want to grow to new levels, you'll want to be growing personally first. This is also why he started a podcast called Road to Living Empowered. He wanted to share his journey on building a life of fulfillment, as well as sharing the journey of others on the same path. Justin believes that the area of personal development definitely deserves more attention, and he enjoys being able to do that through his show and looks forward to growing that even more. He's been married now for over two and a half years, and his wife and Justin are closer than ever with making this shift into the online world. And they're both focused on creating the life they want. They enjoy an everyday life with their dog and traveling as much as they can. In the show notes, we'll put his Facebook and Instagram links as well as a link to his podcast, which you guys should definitely check out. He gets into a lot of this journey as well as the struggles that he faced in making the transition from a brick and mortar business into an online business and really dives into why he felt like that was the right 
decision for him. So I am so excited for you guys to hear from Justin. Before we jump into Justin's interview, I wanted to invite you to head over to the More Than Corporate community page on Facebook. I would love to be able to interact with you guys more on that page. So you can request to join that page and I'll go ahead and approve that. And we have some really cool interactions. We post some motivating stuff. We do Facebook Lives every Thursday. And really, it's just a way for us to continue to motivate each other as we move into whatever space we're going on since we're all defining our own idea of success. So I look forward to seeing you in the community and interacting with you more there. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Justin Hanover. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you um, spending your time with us today. Absolutely, Amber. I'm, I'm really excited to connect with you finally and, and also your listeners. Me too. I'm excited to have you on. I know that we've tried to get this done a couple of times and schedules get in the way. So I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Um, Why don't you take just a minute and tell everybody a little bit about um, what it was like for you growing up. I mean, they just heard your intro. They heard kind of what you're doing now. And I think it's always really interesting to see where people thought their life was going to be. What was it like for you growing up um, like high school age? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So me like high school age, I know I, I, I didn't fit in. Um, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't care for high school. It wasn't a fun experience to me. Like it was just kind of there. It was just, I was just there kind of going through the motions. Cause I was, I was always feeling like, okay, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move my life forward. And I felt like high school in a sense was holding me back. I mean, it just obviously you have to show up. So, uh, it was just some place for me to be basically. Um, I didn't necessarily, I get out of it. I think what a lot of other people get out of it. Uh, and I actually, I didn't even go for SATs. I didn't even take SATs. Really? And yeah. Then, oh my God. I thought, I thought I would give my English teacher a heart attack when I said that. Um, <laughs> I remember, I still remember her reaction to this day. Um, and she was like appalled that I would uh, even consider that. And I don't even remember it being optional in my school. Like, how did you get out of it? Did you just uh, not show up? Or? I just didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't do it. <laughs> I guess it's pretty simple to get out yeah. of it. Like that just shows yeah. the difference between like the way that brains are, are programmed when we're kids. Like I'm still in that spot of like, how did you not take the, the ACT? And you're yeah. like, I, I just didn't go. Like yeah. it's yeah. pretty easy if you don't show up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. So what were your plans when you were in high school? Like, obviously, it didn't seem like the school route fit for you based upon what you're saying. Did you have a, a plan for where you were going to go or what you were going to do? Um, I, I, I did. I, I thought I did. Um, but I, I was just kind of had this feeling that like, I'm meant for bigger things. And like, I, I, I just needed to just go like I just whatever that was, I just needed to just do it. Because um, I'm the type of person where I found out that like I've learned the best by myself and being able to hundred percent focus on what it is I want to learn. Cause I think what really kind of like bothered me with the whole school scenario was like, I was being forced to learn things that I knew I would never use. Um, so that really just turned me off um, from necess- from wanting to pursue that route more. And it's kind of like furthered that, that feeling of like, okay, like I, this just doesn't feel right to me. Uh, so, but, but I actually initially was going at, well, actually after high school, I, um, took some time off and I just worked. Uh, I just, uh, I had like landscaping jobs. Um, I worked at a Nordstrom, um, 
And so I just had like different jobs. And then I actually did start going to like a school structure again. And I was going for architectural drafting. Oh, wow. And uh, I thought that that was the path I wanted to like, kind of like the, I like the, the creative thinking, like that type of thought process. Uh, and, but I also still think I was kind of persuaded in the sense of kind of like society norms uh, of what I should be doing, what, I, what my family have ex- expected of me, um, what they understood basically. That's an interesting point. So what was your family's response to you saying, I'm not going to take, like, did you, were you able to graduate from high school without taking the ACTs or the SATs? Yes. Okay. So what was your family's um, response when you said, I'm not even going to take these college acceptance exams, not even going to do it? Did they give you a hard time? No, they didn't give me so much of a hard time about that uh, because I guess I, there were other avenues to go that you didn't have to just focus. So if I did want to go like more traditional route, there are other ways to do it than just the SATs. And I wasn't a very strong test taker. Um, so I knew it wouldn't play into my strengths. So that's why I, I didn't even want to even pursue that because it wouldn't even show a real snapshot of who I am. And so that's what really kind of, tur- again, like made me not want to do that. Um, I did do the practice one though, but that's as far as I got. So I'm, I'm interested, a couple things that you said that I think is so important. And that's the fact that these tests are supposed to show this snapshot of who we a snapshot of who we are. And I think that this is something that we talk about a lot whenever you get into a conversation with anybody about education today yeah. because of the way that traditional education is structured right mm-hmm. now with this idea that these standardized tests should be able to put people in boxes. And I think it's really interesting to bring that point up that they don't, that there's so yeah. many different ways to think. And so, and that the SAT, ACT, other standardized tests, especially now with like your common core stuff that um, don't serve the needs of every single individual. No, absolutely not. And, and everybody learns differently. Absolutely. Yeah, so how long were you in the workforce before you decided to go back to school for the architectural, architectural drafting? Uh, I think it was about a year. I was able okay. to convince my, my parents to be like, okay, like a year is fine. <laughs> awesome. And then did you end up staying and finishing that degree or did you decide that that wasn't the path for you? Nope. I actually did. Uh, I got about six months into that and realized that this is not the path for me. Uh, and I, I dropped out of that program. And, and what did you do next? Uh, I went into school for personal training. Um, oh, nice. So I focused on that. And that is actually where I got a lot more um, issues from the family of making that pivot. Um, they just didn't really? understand that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I can definitely see where those with my experiences where those conversations would come in. Cause I think I had very similar conversations, but I'm interested to know what your family's main concern was with you going in the personal training route. Uh, I guess just not having like a degree behind me. Um, and it's just not normal. It's, it's not necessarily the mainstream route. They didn't think it was maybe a safe route, um, that it wasn't going to be like something I can rely on consistency or something like that, or build a career off of. Uh, so like they were, really like pushing me uh, to kind of either stay and finish out the program. But it was, I was like, well, no, I'm paying for this. I'm not going to continue doing something that I know I don't want to do. And then they were like pushing me to go and like, go back to school for other degrees or things like that. And, and 
I no, I mean, I, I, I know, I know the, this is the path I'm going to push forward with. I think that's so interesting because what you just said is <clears> such a, and, and I mean, my degrees are hanging on the wall back here. I have a, I, you know, it, so interestingly, because this is on, on point with what we're talking about. I just posted my Facebook status um, a little while ago because I saw somebody introduce themselves online and they asked like, what are you doing with your life now? And they said, I'm picking up the pieces after spending my life um, in solitude, adding letters behind my name. And when oh, wow. you talk yeah. about like school, I'd never heard it put like that before. Mm. But when you talk about your family feeling like it wasn't necessarily the personal training or the insecure, the insecurity of the profession or anything like that, it's that you didn't have a degree behind, behind mm -hmm. it. And I think that that's so powerful because we're all seeking permission from somebody to be out and do yeah. something like everybody thinks you need that degree to be mm -hmm. successful. Can you kind of talk about how you pushed through that a little bit? Uh, or was it easy I mean, for you? Just, Maybe you didn't need to push yeah. through it and it was easy for you. I don't know. I mean, I mean it just, it, it just felt right. Like it, it felt like I, I, this was the path I was going to go on. So I just, I just ignored everybody around me. And I I, I just would use that as fire um, that I'm like, okay, I'm going to prove you wrong. So I would say like probably the first five years of being in business, it was all about proving everybody wrong. <laughs> I love that, that. That was my motivation. <laughs> Is that a personality trait that you've always had? Like, I'm not, you can, you can have your opinions, but this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I feel, what feels right. And I know that. Yeah. I would say I kind of just kind of like beat to my drum um, type of thing. And, and then like in that, I mean, sports growing up as well too. I mean, I was, I was always kind of seen, I was like the underdog type of person, but I would always surprise people. Um, you know, and that's what I kind of like, that's why I've thrived on that. Um, and so that's why when I have adversity and, and or people saying negative things about me or, or trying to stop me. Um, that lights me up even more. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back even stronger. I love that so much. So you went into personal training and I know that you ended up getting into a situation where you actually had like some brick and mortar gyms, correct? Mm -hmm. So talk about a little bit about like the transition from starting in personal training and then getting into this like true business owner situation. How did that work out for you? Yeah. So I went to the personal training school and right off the bat, as soon as I was done with that, I actually started my business and I actually, it was just the mobile. So I went to people's homes and I had a couple of business accounts, you know, where I ran like, like kind of like boot camp classes uh, for the employees and stuff like that, uh, which is basically what carried me um, in, during that period. Uh, and then I was able to uh, open up, uh, I probably did that for about three to four months. Uh, and then I was able to open up, um, a little like 500 square foot studio. Uh, so it's not much bigger than a closet, uh, but it worked. Um, and I didn't really care. It was a great opportunity. It was in a prime location and I ran with it. So I started doing the one-on-ones out of there and built up, um, my business probably about two years. I built up to about 40, 45 private clients wow. and after that, after I hit that, then I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like I'm going from four 30 in the morning till like nine o'clock at night and this isn't sustainable. So I need to start leveraging my time. Um, so then I opened up uh, a second location, 
um, which just doesn't help with leveraging your time. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's uh, crazy how we all say that. (laughs) I need to leverage my time. I need to figure out how to get more. So let me open up this second thing. Yeah. I feel like I said the same thing in my law firm. I'm so busy. So let me open up this second business and like, yeah, this work. It's the entrepreneurial disease. I think it is. It, it, it definitely is. <laughs> so you opened up the second location and did you hire somebody to um, help take off your time or were you like working in both places? I, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so I had both because the that place was probably about 800, 900 square feet. So, and it was like kind of one room. So I really wanted to do both services. So I had my smaller one still going for the private training and then this one going for the small group stuff. Okay. Um, so it was an interesting dynamic for a couple of years. And that's when, yeah, I first started hiring um, other trainers to run the, uh, the small group sessions. And so that was a whole interesting experience. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, it's always crazy when you first start hiring because it doesn't matter how much you think you know about running a business. You don't know anything when you go to hire people. And then like that leadership thing, like good leaders have just failed at leading over and over and over again mm-hmm. until they figured out how to get it right. Cause there's no, there's no book you can learn from to lead. It's trial and error. Oh so. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's human, it's human relationship and, and people are irrational. So it's, it's not necessarily something you can always get right. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're, you're running this business. You have these two um, locations and you're basically thriving. And at some <laughs> point in time along this path, you start to hit a wall and you're like, why am I doing this? Can you talk about what that was like a little bit um, and and where that came from? Well, that was probably, I'd say, I, I, this current moment, still earlier on in the business. So that was probably another three years down the road where I started getting that feeling of okay. like hitting a wall. Because um, like ultimately, like we ended up in like a 6,000 square foot facility. Okay. And uh, we had like a team of seven um, and it was a fully, fully running fitness facility uh, with all the services, private training, small group, large group, um, nutrition, supplementation. I mean, so we had like a little bit of everything. Um, but I, I started realizing that the people that I was around weren't the people that I wanted to keep serving, um, that I really truly connected with. And my wife, I mean, she's heavily involved in the business. She basically like ran like the coaching, like the coaching aspect and like we're in charge of like the like coach, like getting the trainers, everything up to speed and everything like that. And I think she would always make these comments to me, like saying like, this just doesn't feel right. Like we're not where we're supposed to be. And I was kind of like, well, what does that mean? Like, like, uh, and so at that time I just kept having my, this, like, I was kind of forcing this goal and this vision of like, okay, I want to open up 20, 30 locations and like, really have an impact in the fitness industry. And that was like my initial goal. Um, but then I started realizing, I think subconsciously, I realized it way before consciously I did. And it started having these thoughts of like, uh, like, again, like I said, like, it just doesn't feel right. I'm like, I'm not connecting with these people. Um, and it doesn't light me up um, to necessarily keep focusing on the next booty program. Um, yeah. And- I, can I ask you really quickly, do you, was it the entire fitness industry as a whole that made you feel that way? Or did you feel like it was um, the people that you were working with or working for? Or was it just the entire fitness industry as a whole? Uh, I, I would say a little bit of both. I mean, part of the problem was, is we weren't hyper niched. Um, so we weren't really necessarily serving a specific person, solving Got a it. specific problem. So we were a generalist. 
um, business. Like uh, generally, our, our population was mostly women from I would say 35 to 45, 48 was like predominantly our age range. Um, so again, like I said before, it was just the people that I just didn't connect with. Um, whereas like I can connect, I can have a, a emotion, like I can definitely connect with people in that sense. But I'm saying is like, it didn't feel like I was having the greatest impact. Um, because like how, like what I started going into more myself and developing myself was more in the personal development mindset, uh, and how to actually make what you think in your head a reality. And they didn't have, they had no interest in that. <laughs> they just like, okay, how do I lose the next 10 pounds? That's all I care about. Yeah. And what's so crazy about that? Um, well, first of all, let me ask you this. How long after you started delving into personal development and mindset work, was it that you started to realize you were in the wrong field? Like how long did that take for you to start to make that connection? I, was, I mean, it was a long time. Um, Cause I mean, altogether, I mean, I had this, it was in this business for 10 years. Uh, so I would say probably five to six years. So the reason I ask is because you said something so amazing that you knew it subconsciously before you knew it consciously. And so yeah. much of what we talk about when we talk about mindset is like being able to listen to that inner voice, but mm -hmm. we get so busy building the mountain that we're building and yeah. building like this, this thing that we think is our dream that when what we really want to do shows its face to us, we're so focused on what the wrong thing is. And yep. I think that it's really interesting that um, both you and your wife were on that same path and you're kind of saying to each other, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And then yet it still took like five to six years to get to the point that you were ready to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's a huge pivot. I mean, a huge change. I mean, we were really well known in our area. Um, we have an amazing following. We had a good, we had, a, I mean, well over 300 members. Um, so everything from the outside, we had, a, it was very profitable. We were like, this was probably our most profitable year. And so everything from the outside, people would be like, well, why would, why in the world would you do that? <laughs> like, why would you, why would you doubt that this isn't something you're supposed to keep doing? Um, and it was just all the, all the internal struggles, all the things that we were dealing with, uh, that you, that you go through with dealing with like running a fitness facility. It just wasn't matching up also too with the lifestyle that we wanted to live. And that was something that was really bothering us. And, and we were really struggling with, um, it was causing disconnect between my wife and I, um, we weren't on, uh, we didn't, there'd be, I mean, we would go days basically just passing each other and that was it. Wow. Um, so it wasn't allowing us to live the way we want to live and live a healthy lifestyle. I mean, we're over here preaching living healthy um, and taking care of yourself, but yet we're working like slaves to this business um, and just, it just felt like fraud. Um, so we're like, this doesn't, this isn't something we can keep going on. We can't keep doing this for another 10 years, another 20 years. Uh, so that's this, I would say like the past years where we like really hit our breaking point and we hit, we like dealt with things that were like, okay, this is just a very clear sign that uh, we're not going to continue down this path. There's so many interesting things that I want to touch on, but one of the things that I want to see if you can go into a little bit, because yeah. you made a comment that you wanted to talk about mindset and the people that you were with just wanted to lose that next 10, 15 pounds, whatever that was, and wasn't interested in the mindset piece. And I know 
I know, and I know you know, that those things are not independent of each other. Yeah. <laughs> that the mindset and losing that next 10 to 15 pounds mm -hmm. are the same. Can you talk about that just a little bit as far as how that mindset goes into your health journey? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, basically, I mean, all I was seeing like 90% of our members really weren't making progress and being successful. And I have like no problem saying that because and it was the most frustrating thing because they're constantly just self-sabotaging themselves. You know, it, I mean, it has nothing to do with the mechanics of what you're doing in the sense of it doesn't matter what type of workout you're doing. It doesn't matter where you're going to work out that, that, that has no effect on your results. It's what you're doing every day, your actions that you're taking that matter. And I mean, if you're going home and binge eating or, or stopping and, and getting a donut every day, that's not going to overturn in, in a 40, 45 minute workout. Um, it's just not going to make sense. Uh, but basically the whole mindset piece comes into play. Cause I mean, like, like we mentioned before, the subconscious, what you, that story you have written into it is what controls your reality. And, and we're dealing with people that have like deep rooted problems that they're not dealing with and uh, they can be like internal script from like their childhood of like oh you're, you're the you're the fat one in the group like you're always you're always going to be big and you're slow you're not you're not an athlete we pick you last for everything and so i mean they have this like on rerun in their subconscious so every time they go to do something that's against that now that that sends like that that, that their subconscious and their and their risk and radar goes off and it pulls them back into it, you know, because they're not focused on rewriting that and making sure it's in alignment with where they want to go consciously. So they can say they want to lose the weight, but subconsciously they're not on that same wavelength and it's pulling them back into their their story from their past. So anybody who's listening that has made New Year's resolutions for the last 10 years to get healthy and doesn't feel like you've accomplished that, like go back and re-listen to that because that's like so powerful and you're 100% on point. Dealing with what's going on in your head is the most important thing to making any change at all. And I've always said, you know, there's a million and one diets out there and a million yeah. and one fitness plans out there. And I've always said that it doesn't matter which one you pick. Like it's which no. one, they're all saying the same thing. Every last mm -hmm. one of them is saying the same thing, yeah. except calories. <laughs> the ones that have like a medically designed purpose behind mm -hmm. it. But outside of mm -hmm. that, they're all saying the same thing, like work out a little bit, move a little bit, yeah. don't eat donuts. Like, it's so it's just science. whatever clicks with your brain. And the reason there can be so many is because everybody thinks differently. So I'm always intrigued when I find fitness owners who understand the way that the mind works because they go so hand in hand. And so as far as I want, I want to get into some other things that you said as well, but as far as where you're at now with mindset and and coaching and kind of moving into that space. Are you still focusing on the fitness side with people who are ready to make that connection or are you leaving fitness completely behind? No, it's still part. Cause I mean, if, because I, who I'm working with now, like younger, newer, newer entrepreneurs, like if you really want to be optimized and at, at your highest level, you, you can't neglect that. Um, so that has to be a part of it. So it's, it's making sure like, your mindset is, is um, your mindset health is improving your physical health, your mental health, you know, your relationship health. And you know, so, I mean, all of those areas are improving. So you don't have things like stealing energy and focus from you. you know, so you can be performing at your best, thinking at your best. That's, that's so important to focus on because 
we'll get so i notice for me in particular that the days that i'm the least active are the days that i'm the most tired mm -hmm. and so yeah. when you make that comment about like you don't have that that mental stuff dragging you down that's so much of it when you're like laying around trying to find your motivation and i think what people don't realize and when you're in the moment, it's hard to realize it too, is that you might not be physically moving, but there's this marathon running in your head. Oh, like absolutely. I should be go out, do it. I should go out and do this, but I don't want to. And you're like fighting yourself and that's physically exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. You're wasting energy. I mean, it's in your energy and focus. I mean, that's the most important thing is, is controlling your focus. And that's what you'll notice like super high achievers and, and, and the people are like at the top they are so particular about what they focus on. You know, oh, yeah. and if everything is so down to a T, it, it's, it's crazy. Like from the outside, you, you would think that they're crazy, but they're, they're so like uh, intentional with everything they do. Intentional is such a great word. <laughs> um, we talk about planning. I just did some goal setting workshops in trying to get people set up for 2020 and leave resolutions behind. And the idea behind everything is intention. Like if you're not intentionally living your life, then yeah. it's just going to move away yeah. without you. Like time goes on yeah. whether you're ready for it or not. One mm -hmm. of the things that really was powerful that you talked about was when you started talking about making this change, everybody from the outside saw this huge success and was like, why would you ever leave this behind? And I feel like that's something that so many people go through. I know for me particularly, when I was at the height of my legal career from the out, other people's perspective and everybody yeah. kept telling me how successful I was, it was yeah. almost painful to hear that because I mm -hmm. felt like I was living somebody else's life. Can you kind of talk about um, what that was like for you as you were trying to make that transition and people were telling you you were successful and you just didn't feel it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it was very comparable to like what you were feeling like, cause like we we're almost feeling like you're living two different lives. Uh, like you're, you're live, you have to live and present yourself in one way in front of your, your coworkers, your team, your, your clients, and then behind door closed doors, it's like, you're a totally different thought process mindset. You're focusing on something completely different. Um, so it was tough for a while living two different lives and especially I would say like the 10 months leading up to when we actually closed the facility was the worst because we knew, we knew it was basically in that period, the first probably six months, six, seven months of that, that time frame, it was deciding on, do we sell? Do we close? Do we give it to somebody? Um, and that was very taxing and very stressing on, on us to try to figure out that process and what route we're going to end up going. We ended up going with the route. Okay. We're just going to close it down. Um, and rebrand it. We actually just moved it on into an online platform. Um, but then once we actually made that decision and we were clear, okay, we're going to close now it's like, but we're still not ready to bring it to the public. Um, and that was very stressful because it's like, I mean, your team can sense that your team can sense your something's off. Uh, and like I said, it's like you're, you're literally, literally living two different lives. Um, and it's it, it, that point got very un, like just extremely stressful. Um, for us and actually it led to like some like gut issues for myself, um, like with my health and everything, um, and stress stuff with my wife. So it was just it, not a fun period, but once we were able to actually get it out in the open, it was actually like a huge weight off us and it was a huge relief. And 
honestly, I mean, we were more than ready to handle anything that anybody said because we were so set on moving forward um, that it really didn't matter. And we actually, we set the tone with what we were going to allow people to say to us. Um, and we put that expectation right out there. And we honestly didn't get a lot of feedback, like negative feedback coming back at us. Um, it was more like I say in the social media world, but we're so we're, I'm so guarded with that. Like who I allow in my feed that I don't even see any of that stuff. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like once we were ready we made that decision, we put it out there. We were so certain that, um, it, it was just a huge relief. That's, that's amazing. And honestly, what you said about setting the tone with what you were going to allow people to say to you, I've never really heard it expressed like that, but I, I love that because so many times what happens is we're getting ready to make this shift and we start inviting people's opinions into that mm -hmm. because we're unsure of what we're doing. Whereas yeah. if we're sure this is the right path and people can make their opinions and we can let it roll off our shoulders or we can have actual conversations with people that we want to, that's such a, a difference between the type of feedback that you get. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I mean, that was something that we've always made the mistake in, in the past when we do big announcements or big changes in the business, we never set that expectation. And it, it was terrible. I mean, like we had like all different comments coming at us, flying out. I mean, and it affected us at that time. Um, so we have, so we learned from that. And now like this particular time, um, we took, we basically took the choice and the decision away from them. And, and it was like, this is how this is going to go. And this is how you're going to interact with us. And this is what we're going to accept. And this is what we're going to tolerate. And if you're not going to follow in this guideline, uh, then there's the door we're done with you. Like we're not engaging with you. We're not responding to you. Um, that's it. There's nothing more to be said. And I think that that's, I think that's so powerful to be able to say, this is the path that we're on and we want to be able to continue to help you. We want to be able to continue to work with you. Or if it's family or friends, we want to be able to continue to have you be a part of this journey. But if you're just going to bring us down, then you're not, we're not going to listen to you. And I think that yeah. that's so powerful to be able to do. And I commend you guys for being able to put that out there. Um, one of the things that you said that I would love to have you expand on a little bit, if you feel like you're able to, is we talked about the stress actually affecting you physically. And this is a conversation that I love to have with people so much because yeah. many people don't understand that that fight you have in your head affects your physiological being, including Absolutely. like medical conditions. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about how you dealt with that and maybe advice you would have for somebody else who may be going through some stress-related medical concerns? Well, the first thing I would say is definitely get hooked up with a good natural path. As <laughs> um, someone who really understands that type of like medical condition, because a lot of traditional like mainstream doctors, like it's just they're, they're diagnosing um, to the symptom and prescribing um, to that. Whereas like when it comes to stress stuff, it's really, it's not that cut and dry. It's not that simple. Um, it's about like kind of really peeling back the layers and understanding what's really going on in your body and addressing the root cause. And that's really what the approach I took with fixing that. But yeah, I mean, I, it got to the point where like I mentioned, I like gut issues and it kind of, it created like a, where I had like a candida, like an overgrowth. Um, and that can be stimulated, um, through high stress. And there's other things that can cause that, um, as well, but like having high stress is definitely something that can throw off your imbalance. Um, and kind of, 
for one period, they sent me like I was out for almost like a month. Like I just couldn't do anything. Uh, it, it was just like basically like living with like a fever every day. Oh, um, wow. And it, yeah, I mean, it was not a fun, fun period. You know, and I still have some residual that I'm still getting through even to this day, you know, cause unfortunately it's not something that just goes away. Um, right. It's not that quick. <laughs> well, and, and like stress is something that always exists. It's yeah. just a manage of matter of how we deal with it. Do you, how, how do you handle stress now? Do you meditate or do anything like that? Or what's your stress relief <clears throat> kind of strategy? Um, I feel like, I mean, I've always handled stress. Well, I think mean, my biggest thing is I always just held it in and just, okay, let's just keep marching forward, hold it in, keep marching forward. So that's one thing I had to work on was just kind of like letting stuff out and having people to go to talk about things like get it out um, and let it go, get it out and let it go. Um, and not just hold on to it. Think I can just push it down and then keep moving forward. Um, because that just obviously it doesn't work well. Uh, but now I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have, um, I definitely meditate every day. I work out like, uh, now I, I probably spend like an hour and a half to two hours at the gym every day. Um, in the morning as part of my routine, uh, I, I'll do like my workout time and then I go and sit in the sauna, um, and, uh, meditate and just kind of get my mind right for the day and everything. Um, so that's just like, that's like an, that's a, a must every day. Like that doesn't change. So that's interesting because one of the questions I normally ask in my random round, and I'm going to ask you it now because we're on the topic, is what is in your morning routine? So other than working out and really just um, going to the sauna, do you have another or do you have other steps that you take every morning to set yourself up for success? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there's something like my wife and I, we worked on together. And like I said, I mentioned before, our relationship not being as close as we wanted to be through that process. So that's a big focus for us moving forward, making sure that we're, we're staying connected. Um, so now we, we get up pretty much like about five every day and we um, will have like we call our coffee times. We have our coffee and we, we talk, you know, we talk about like what's going on for the day, um, what our intentions are for the day, what we're grateful for, like that type of stuff. So it kind of just gets us in the right mindset. We don't have phones during that period, no TV. Um, so no, no electronics and stuff during that time. It was really quality time for us to just really talk and connect. Then uh, from there, then I'll, I'll go to the gym. I spend about an hour, an hour and a half in there. Um, and then uh, I usually will come back, do like, a, 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 like about 10 minutes. So like meditation practice. And then I'm pretty much, then I'm starting my day. Uh, so that's say 95% of the time. That's how my days are starting. So for the person out there who knows that a morning routine is important, but doesn't have one yet, what advice would you have for them in creating their morning routine? Um, And not necessarily, I mean, what it would include, but also kind of implementing that morning routine and making it something that you can stick with. What advice do you have for somebody? Well, any type of habit you're adding into your life, it has to be something you want to start with something, you know, you're confident you can start doing right away. So yes, is it good to do meditation? Is it good to work out? Is it good to like write what you're grateful? I mean, yes, it's good to do all of those things, but can you confidently say that you can do all those things right away off the bat? And chances are probably not. Um, So pick something, one thing, and I just even just set aside 10 minutes in your morning. And if it's just simply starting out with writing, like writing 
what you're grateful for, like, for, like writing out people who you're grateful for and, and connecting with them or something. If that's all you start with, then that's all you start with. And just let it be something that you know you can 100% do without a problem every single day. And then you can start building on that once you start having a foundation. But the problem is people try to bite off more than they can chew right in the beginning um, because they know they should be doing everything, which is true, but you got to build the foundation first. You got to start getting the wheel moving in, in, that, in that forward mo motion and actually give yourself a chance to do it. And, and that's the problem with like entrepreneurs and just even people in general is we don't give ourselves enough time to master something before we add something else to our plate. Uh, so we'll start getting, getting in something or we'll try to do everything all at once. And I see a lot of times I, in, in the, the fitness realm where people will try to, they'll try to add in their exercise. They'll try to completely overhaul their diet. They'll try, like, they'll try to do everything all at once and it just becomes overwhelming and then they shut off and think there's something wrong with them and they can't do it and then they give up. Um, so this isn't about that. This is about creating like a life habit. So stop looking at it as something you're just doing to try right now. Look at it as like, this is something I'm going to do the rest of my life. So what can you commit to right now that you can do confidently the rest of your life? And again, if that's just five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, great, start there. And then you can slowly start building up. Yeah. That's so important. Being able to add those little things in, because I feel like, especially we talk about morning routines a ton, but I know the 75 hard movement kind of came through really quickly and I yeah. lasted like four days on 75 hard. And I remember my coach telling me like, Amber, you can't go from doing nothing to yeah. like drinking a gallon of water a day and working out mm -hmm. twice a day. Yeah. And like, it just doesn't work. Like pick one. And I was like, no, I got this. Like I'm <laughs> strong and I was not strong. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, and, and so now, cause 2020 is the year of my health and everybody's heard me talk about that a ton. And I went from in November eating out, every meal, like fast food three times a day to making the decision that if I wanted to eat home cooked meals, like the first step to that is actually cooking at home. And so yeah. I told myself in um, the first two weeks of December that I wasn't going to eat out, like no restrictions. I wasn't going to make myself feel bad, but everything I ate was going to be cooked at home. And mm -hmm. it's crazy how just making that little shift changes everything. Cause I haven't had fast food since Thanksgiving um, yeah. and I haven't even wanted it, but it, and this is the first time I've been able to keep that up. And it's because of what you just said, like take that little step and then Absolutely. make that little step something bigger mm -hmm. once you have that down. But you can't go from, because what I tried to do in the past, and I know that somebody else out there has done this, if not like thousands of people, is I tried to go from like this awful diet to like kale and brown rice and chicken for every meal. And that lasts <laughs> like two minutes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as your business now, like what are the exciting things that are going on for you now and what are you looking forward to in the near future? Uh, I mean, really just what I'm doing in itself is exciting to me. Like then I'm getting to help people early on in their entrepreneurial career, like set up their business, but more importantly, help them design their life so that their business supports their life, not the other way around. And that was something that obviously as we've gone through this conversation that I got wrong in the beginning. And I, I focused so much on just building the business thinking that you reach this point and then all of a sudden everything else in your life will fall into place. And that doesn't work. You know, so you really have to make sure that you're like, like we said before, being intentional with creating your life uh, and making sure that the way you're running your business or even the business that you're in makes sense for the lifestyle that you want to live. Um, so, so that's really, 
Yeah, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think what you just said is so powerful. And I feel like this is the way that we are raised through the school system and through society right now is get your school taken care of, get your career taken care of, and then your life will fall into place once you have those things. And Mm -hmm. that's like ass backwards. Yeah. (laughs) Once you figure out what you want to be accomplishing, then you can figure out what career and what what money-making opportunities get you there. And I love that you focused on that because building that life is so important. Otherwise you're just building a life you don't want. Absolutely. And you feel unfulfilled and you're not happy and and money doesn't make that any better. No, it doesn't at all. So your online gym fitness program that you were talking about, you said you weren't quite ready to release that to the public when you started. Has that been released now yet? Or are you still kind of holding back on that? Um, That will be, should be actually releasing next week. Okay. Um, and that's uh, basically uh, it's an online um, portal where we're we're actually specifically targeting uh, and helping entrepreneurs, business owners, execs, like people who have that demanding, like stressful lifestyle, uh, and time is valuable to them. You know, so that's what what this portal is providing. We're we're doing the exercises, the nutrition, food supplementation, coaching. Uh, so it's all intertwined and it's not something else they have to necessarily add into their lifestyle as like another place they have to go to. Um, so that's where we want to make it as easy and convenient as possible for people who are like, obviously like are high achievers, like people who like they, their time is like very valuable to them. Absolutely. And where can people find that if they want to track that down and look into it? Uh, they will be able to, while we're on Instagram, it's uh, under uh, fit to go. Um, so they'll be able to, uh, follow us there and, uh, and is two T O or is it the letter two? Um, it, yeah, the actual number two. So it's, yeah, okay. F I T two actual number two and then go. Cool. Um, and then are you doing like just straight coaching as well as far as like mindset coaching? Are you working on that for individuals who aren't looking for the fitness side or where is that coaching side going for you? Yeah. So, I mean, it's actually kind of two separate businesses. Uh, so that's still under like, basically what we did is our brick and mortar. We just moved it online and I, and we just niched it down to a specific focus. Um, so like the, what I do with like helping younger entrepreneurs or newer entrepreneurs, um, that's a completely separate from that. So that's always like one-on-one coaching with me. Um, and that's, like I said, it's really about like a, helping you like gain clarity um, with where you want to go in your business as well as um, personally. And, and then I help you start creating the foundations and the habits that facilitate the way you want to live. Um, and I focus on whether it's like creating like more discipline in your life, um, like eliminating the negative beliefs you have. Um, so it's about like, stripping away anything that could be holding you back and creating roadblocks for you. I love it. Um, And really quickly, I just want to touch on the fact that like we talked previously about the idea that you felt like you were living two separate lives and Mm -hmm. now you have this life with two separate businesses. And I think that it's really important to focus on the fact that you can live one life and have multiple income streams, but -hmm. it's when you feel like you're living two separate lives um, that, that actually becomes a problem. So can you talk about how like you're actually bringing both of these businesses and then whatever you do in the future together under one purpose? Uh, well, yeah, well, the biggest thing is like, I'm not hiding, I'm not trying to conform who I am to what people think I am. 
uh, because that's the biggest thing because when I was like running the fitness business, like people just kept the sort like, Oh, you're, you're the trainer. Um, and also like, just the fitness industry itself. I didn't agree with a lot of the things. I don't agree with the way a lot of people approach fitness. So that was always like a, a conflicting issue for me. Um, but I would, I would kind of throttle who I was and who I, what I, the message I really wanted to get out through that specific channel, get fit plus, because that isn't how people saw me. That isn't um, the way that they interacted with me. Um, so now it's, it's, yes, it's two separate businesses, but same, same message, same, same impact, same way that I would talk with my uh, mindset coaching clients. I'm talking with the fit to go clients. Um, and so there's no difference there um, with the way that we're like conducting our interactions. I love it. So something that I ask every single podcast guest that comes on because of this um, podcast is around defining your own idea of success. And um, so for you, can you look back to what success means to you now and how that may have changed throughout the different parts in your life? Yeah. I mean, to me and now it's, it's truly about living a like fulfilling life and living out your purpose and, and why you are here and having the impact that you're meant to have. And specifically for me, I mean, that's what I, that's what I'm pushing for. Like I know I'm meant to impact thousands of people uh, and that's what I'm pushing towards. Um, and also creating a, a, like a, a legacy that lives on past me. Um, that's really what my ultimate focus is now. It's not, um, the money. Uh, I'm not chasing the money. Uh, and that's something I did when I first started out. And that's what I was doing like more in the, in the fitness business, because I really wasn't in love with the impact that I was having. And then in that sense, and like I said, like the people that I was working with, so it really did just become about the money. And that's another reason why I think I was hitting roadblocks because like when you're it, like, it, that can't be the only reason if that is, then uh, you're going to get stressed out. And you, again, you're not going to, you're not going to enjoy the process. And when you don't enjoy the process, you're not in like that flow state uh, where like things are like, are, are coming to you. Like you're, you're bringing more abundance into your life. You're more, you're actually closing more off. And so that's definitely the big difference that between where I was and where I am now. Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. Like the universe just wants to give you whatever you want, but if you can't yeah. tell it, it can't give you what you want. Um, I am, I've talked a ton about physical fitness and the role that that has had in my life and my, my mental state, but I'm a huge believer that getting out of your comfort zone in any way, whether it's um, physical fitness or just like challenging things you don't normally do has a big impact on your success mentally. Can you talk a little bit about what you see in your fitness clients about the people that are really willing to push their limits and how that impacts their mental state? Um, what, what specifically are you, like, do you mean by that? Like, uh, what do so, I see in them? So, um, for me particularly, it was tough mutters, like getting out there and doing like obstacle course mm -hmm. races and things like that. Like you always do something that you couldn't do before. And then yeah. that, um, translates into other areas of your life. So mm -hmm. when you're working with clients that are, um, maybe, lifting or, or working on a particular thing and they're able to push their limits and accomplish more. Do you see that move into their personal lives as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would say, I mean, that was more of the stories that we would get back from people than anything. Like we literally just, uh, we just got like this long letter, this woman that was a member with ours just sent us 
um, and how being with us and being a part of our facility helped her establish a better relationship with her father that she didn't have for over 20 years. Um, and it's that type of stuff is that type of stuff is what would excite me more. But the problem is that stuff isn't really glorified in the fitness industry. No, not at all. It's, I think it's very, um, very hidden. And so yeah. I, that's why, like I said, I love talking to people like you that do both the mental and the physical side of it, because to me, that's where all of the amazing stuff oh, yeah. about fitness is like, you can get physically healthy. Actually, let me take that back. You can get, um, to a healthy weight and you can live a healthy lifestyle, but you won't really be physically healthy until you deal with everything else. Kind of like we talked yeah. about with the stress. Yeah, no, absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, before we end, I want to be able to do a um, quick random round and let everybody get to know you a little bit. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. So other than what you're doing now, what profession do you think it would be fun to attempt? What profession? Um, I've always been fascinated by real estate and I actually, I would, I, I would say if knowing what I know now, like I'm one of my good close mentors is in, um, insurance. He runs an insurance facility. I was like, damn, I'm, I probably would get into insurance. <laughs> wow. You know, that's not normally what people say, but I like it. Like most people are like, I want to like fly planes or like, yeah, like, you're like, I want to be an insurance guy. I like yeah. that. <laughs> if you could time travel, where would you go and why? Uh, I'd probably go back to early 1900s. Um, I'm, always, I'm always like fascinated with um, like the entrepreneurs that like built our industry. Um, I love like the Vanderbilt, um, uh, Rockefeller. Like it was like those, like that always just fascinates me. And I, I love going to be able to, like touring, like their like the mansions and stuff like that. And, and seeing that history. And it's always something that always like piqued a lot, my interest quite a bit. So that's probably where I would go. I love it. Um, we talked a little bit about this before, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that this is, um, I have a feeling what you're going to say to this, but what personality trait has been most helpful to you throughout your life? Personality traits. I would say, I don't know, it's really like a personality trait, but just the communication, um, the way I'm able to communicate with people uh, and kind of like understand where they're at uh, and be able to talk to them on that level. Um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily what you're looking for. No, but. definitely it is. That's, that's definitely a personality trait. Um, when you're consuming content, do you prefer reading books, listening to audiobooks? Uh, definitely reading books. Like, okay. Um, and like what are you books. listening or reading to right now? Uh, right now, I'm actually um, reading a, a Tony Robbins book. Um, what's it called? It's, uh, I think it was Unleash Your Power. Okay. Um, is that one. If you had um, a suggestion for a book that you think that somebody should read to improve their life, what book would that be? I would say, and from the sense of a mindset improvement, um, The Big Leap. Okay. A fantastic book. I think it's something that I think it should be required in schools. <laughs> awesome. And did you have another one in mind from like not a mindset thing or... You don't have to. It's just the way that you answered that. I didn't know if you yeah. had multiple categories. Well, I, re I usually will read two different books at once, like something a little bit more mindset and then something more business strategy. 
I like it. Um, but uh, I was like business strategy wise. Um, I was, uh, one I've been gifting a lot to people is um, talk triggers. Oh, okay. I haven't checked that out yet. I'll have to. All right. I am a music nerd. So I always have to ask this question. What song motivates you the most right now? Like if you had a pump up song, what would that be right now? Um, I don't know if I'm probably like the worst person to ask for that. <laughs> Are you not a music guy? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I'll listen to music, but it's, uh, chances are I'm I'm more or less like listening to podcasts. Um, like it. I like it. I'll listen. Yeah. I mean, I will listen to music, but I don't say I have like, I'm like committed to like, okay, this is my song that I'm going to listen to. Love it. Um, Um, I, we talked about your morning routine a little bit. So before we end, where can people find you and track you down if they want to know more about your coaching business, more about the, um, fit, um, fit to go business, where can they track you down? Um, yeah, absolutely. The easiest way is just, I mean, social media, I'm very active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, Instagram is just justin.hanover, Facebook's Justin Hanover. Uh, I'm very uh, engaging uh, and open to connecting with new people through there. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time to come on today. I think you shared some really good stuff and I'm excited to put this out for everybody to listen to. And I can't wait to see what happens with your fit to go business. I will actually probably be checking that out myself. So um, I think that that's a pretty cool idea. Awesome. I'm I'm truly excited. I'm happy and honored to have been on uh, to be able to connect with you, Amber. And like I said, uh, hopefully this brings value to your, your listeners as well. Oh, I'm sure it will. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the show. I hope that something that was said resonated with you or provided value to you in one way or another. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on the show. You can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Amber Furman. Also, I've created a Facebook community for followers of the show to interact with me and other members of the community. You can find that on Facebook at More Than Corporate. So go ahead and join that group if you'd like to stay up to date on podcast happenings and meet some really cool people. Again, thanks so much for tuning in.